Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. I am your host, Talia Joy. I am so excited that you're here and so excited that you have found this episode. So this is day two of Into the Quantum, which is a live three-day experience that I am running on Instagram. So Into the Quantum is all about how to quantum leap into your next level of personal freedom, abundance, and purpose. And so today in day two, we are talking all about blocks and how to alchemize the blocks and the resistance that is stopping you from quantum leaping and from manifesting what you are meant for. So I'm so excited for you to tune into this episode and hear all the gold that comes through today. And if this stuff lights you up, if this is all what you are about, if you are ready to claim the life that is meant for you, ready to quantum leap into a new experience, I invite you to join us in Activated. As of today, 2-22-22, registration is open for my brand new program and six-week experience called Activated, where we go through three phases to activate the version of you that is living that life, heal the versions of you that are holding you back and are left unhealed and reprogramming your beautiful mind and your identity so that you truly can quantum leap and gain a whole new method of manifestation that you will be using for life. So it's all this and more. Make sure to check the link in the show notes for Activated, my brand new program starting at the end of March, 2022. So without further ado, let's launch into day two of Into the Quantum. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. We are back. I'm really excited to be here today. Hello. Hello, everybody again. Welcome. Thank you so much, you guys. Hello, Lindsay. Hello, Marcy. Hello, Emily. I am so excited to be here, everybody. And so hello again. Happy Tuesday with all the twos. And that is why I chose for today to be the official opening of Activated. I know I've been talking about it. I'm freaking obsessed. Last night I was doing all the finishing touches on the membership portal. We have some incredible bonuses. When you register for the program, I actually created a manifestation training library where we have like 11 different trainings on the pillars of manifestation, get unblocked, lots. Um, there's the energy and frequency of money too, lots of them. And then a meditation and activation portal. So there's some incredible bonuses for activated. I am so excited that we are opening today. So make sure to get in if it is something that has been calling your soul. If you know, you know, if you know, we have a soul contract, you know, if you know, it's the program for you, you know, right? Yes. Loving all the emojis and the two, two, twos. I'm so jazzed to launch into day two of into the quantum, which we are talking all about blocks and resistance and what is stopping you. And it's going to be so juicy. Um, I invite you today to 
come with a very open energy. I don't really need to say that to you guys because you guys are incredible. We have some of the most open, high-level seekers ever here. Um, but some of this is a little bit triggering because where we are blocked is where we are blocked. And often it's our blind spot, right? So sometimes I don't like to see my blocks. And we, I mean, I want to see my blocks, but sometimes when they're in front of me, it's like, ooh, Ouch. Yeah, that's that's some truth, right? So as always, I come in love, but some of the things that you might uncover today might kind of make you go, oof, but that's good because when we are able to see where we're blocked, then we're able to do something about it. And when we don't see where we're blocked, we walk around going like, why am I blocked? What's wrong with me? And we spend years and years and years attracting and creating the same patterns. Wouldn't you rather just find out where you're blocked so that you can actually know what to do about it, right? That's to me, that's my journey is it's not always easy, but I would always rather be able to see these blind spots than not and just be stuck. So for any of you that don't know me, my name is Talia and I am really excited to be here. I'm a quantum activator. So what I really specialize in is quantum leaping and, and jumping timelines into the version of you that is magnetic to miracles. So it is the version of you that like has the money and has the community and is doing really cool stuff and living a life of adventure and excitement and all those fun things. But it's also the version of you that is magnetic, magnetic to miracles. And when I work with you, as I get to know you in programs or one-on-one, -on -one, I really get to know your spirit guides, your essence. And I'm constantly, the way that I do things is I'm focused on extracting that version of you all the time, pulling that version of you forward, holding space for that version of you, helping you to alchemize what stops you, which is all what we're talking about today. But that's what I do. So I teach quantum manifestation. I teach law of attraction. And within that is a lot of intuitive development, tuning into your soul, getting a way deeper connection with your spirit team. I'm constantly channeling, always um, passing on information from your spirit guides. And so it's a, it's a full package with me really leaping you into that life. And part of what comes up with everybody are blocks. So Today's um, content is really going to help you to see that resistance and see what is in your way, as I was mentioning a few minutes ago. So aside from business, or maybe I'll just do a little additional. I've been doing this for almost eight years now. And, um, I started out, my business has changed many times because as I step more fully into who I am and fully into my gifts and why the fuck I'm here, my business shifts because I am my business. So as I shift, my business gets to shift with me. And you guys, a lot of you have been on the road with me all these years and it's so exciting. There's a lot of newcomers as well. So I'm so excited to be here. I did start out doing nutritional consulting because I had an eating disorder when I was younger, which I shared a little bit about yesterday for basically from about 15 years old until about 30, I had an eating disorder. And I even remember it going way back before then, like being really ashamed of my body and really insecure, even in grade five, I think is the first time or grade four, when I really re realized that like I was different, I didn't fit in. And I had this story personally, let me know if any of you guys can relate. I've never felt like I fit in. And that was always an issue. I was highly sensitive. I was an empath. I didn't freaking know what an empath was, but I knew that the world was intense and I knew that I saw things differently and I never felt like I fit in. 
I felt like I was bigger and everybody was skinnier. I had curly like lion hair and everybody had nice straight hair. I'm left-handed. It feels like the world is right-handed. All my friends would have blue eyes and I had these hazel eyes and I just, everywhere I looked, I felt like I was different. And for the first bunch of years of my life, I made that mean that I was different, like I was wrong and I tried to fit in, right? I think we all go through this, but I know I definitely did. And so I thought that if I lost weight, I would fit in better. And it started, you know, as that, the eating disorder, I started dieting in high school, lost a bunch of weight because I had been eating crap and I started, you know, working out and stuff, lost a bunch of weight. Um, but then that sort of spiraled. I almost became like addicted to that feeling of people being like, oh, you look so good. And, you know, forcing my body and it just got more and more controlled into a full-blown eating disorder. I won't go through all of that today. Yes. Especially the lion hair. I know. Right. Um, but it's got today. It's like the lion hair with the 80s side ponytail. <laughs> I'm just going to rock it because whatever. <laughs> Um, so I always felt that, you know, that I was really different and I was always very insecure, even though I was funny and I had friends and I seemed so chill. Let me know this as well. You guys, that chill was a cover up because I didn't want to be too much of anything. And so I was funny and I was chill and I was so relaxed inside I was a mess. I was insecure. I lived in secret. I lived in lies. I lived in destructive personal behavior and, um, nobody knew it. Nobody knew it until later. And I started sharing my story and until I started opening up like in my twenties. Um, so I've always felt like a weirdo hands up. If you feel like a weirdo hands up, if you feel like you don't belong. And later in life, I recognized not only thank you, Marcy for sharing me too. Um, not only was the, um, feelings of insecure, like I felt different and I felt bad and I felt wrong and I felt like I didn't belong and all that, you know, fun stuff when you're young. But as I grew up, I realized, holy shit, we are all different. All the rocks on the beach are all slightly different. All of the trees in the forest are all slightly different. And in fact, we are meant to lean into that difference. We're meant to lean into it. We're not meant to conform. You know, that saying of like, I'd rather be um, an authentic version of me than like an inauthentic version of someone else or a second rate version of, I don't know what it is, but that is so true. And the more that I talk to guides and angels in the universe, and I'm like my, you know, I'm always communicating. They are constantly saying that as well. Your entire purpose is to be you. And I'm, I see you guys relating. That is awesome. And awesome. I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that journey, but I'm so glad you're here because now that uniqueness, that sensitivity, those superpowers that you hold are what set you apart from people are what make you magnetic in your business, in your community, in your family. The more you lean into your weirdness, your intuitiveness, your sense of humor, your snort laugh, whatever it is, your style, your music, your like pointy fingers when you dance, the more you lean into that, the more you show up as your authentic self. And that's actually what we're meant to do. That's what makes us magnetic. That's what has us attract what we want. And that's what has us be fully free 
because we're not trying to be something else. So that I'm so lucky that I've found that truth now and I've moved more and more into it and stuff comes up. But you know, these days I'm pretty comfortable with being me, which is pretty awesome. That has definitely not ever been the case before, but I'm blessed to be here. So that's a little bit about me, my background. Aside from that, I'm a mom of three, all the kids. Um, let me know if anyone else is a mom of three, even two. Even one, let's be honest, <laughs> kids are a lot, uh, but I'm a mom of three. <clears throat> My oldest is 12 in the summer, so she's 11. We're just going to go with 11. Uh, My middle girl is eight, and my youngest guy is two and a half. He's two and a half already, Koa. Oh my goodness. And we just got a puppy January 1st. So we have, oh, Lindsay, what up? <laughs> um, we have, um, yeah, we just got a puppy January 1st. So she's a boxer border collie and she's brindle colored. So she's like the coolest, most badass looking dog. So we have a very full life. My husband and I both have businesses. Gina, you have three. I know also Emily has three. I think she's here. Um, Marcia, I'm more comfortable not being me. Wait, I am now more comfortable, uncomfortable not being me. Yeah, totally. When you start recognizing that you're like being weird, it's like uncomfortable. It's like, why do I feel like I need to fit in or be different? It's like, nope, I'm just going to rock who I am. Yeah. So anyways, that's a little bit about me. I live on the West coast of Canada in on Vancouver Island. We manifested our freaking dream home, uh, last May. So we just moved to a little beach town. We keep moving up Island. So this Island is, is really big. I guess big is a perception. Um, to drive from tip to tip is like more than a day. It's like, you know, probably like 20 hours or something. I don't know the facts on it, but there's a million people on the entire island. So it's actually quite spread out. We have a few main cities, but I live in a tiny little beach town where things close at four and nature is what we do. And I'm so excited. This is totally like barefoot in the garden lifestyle that I have always wanted and especially with kids. So I feel so blessed to live with so much abundance of nature all around me in this beautiful beach town on the west coast of Canada. So that's a little bit about me. Just for all of you that are here, I love to kind of get to know you and um, hopefully you feel like you are getting to know me as well as we go through this journey together. So let's launch in to day two, which is all about blocks. So the first place that I absolutely need to start, and actually before we go any further, if I go too long without sipping my coffee, I did this in a live stream not that long ago, can you guys remind me? Because often I get going and then at the end it's like totally cold and sometimes I put a little coconut oil in my coffee and then the coconut oil is all hard. I'm like, ugh. Fine, I'll drink it anyway, <laughs> but try to remind me because the kids aren't around. There's no excuse to have cold coffee. You're like what? So I would appreciate that if you guys had my back. Okay. So the first thing that I want to start with, with blocks, <sighs> this is so good. Okay. So the law of attraction, right? You guys have heard me talk about, teach about on the podcast, the awakening her podcast all around. I am just obsessed with the law of attraction. It's one of the main, there's a lot of laws of the universe, but this is the one that really influences what we manifest or create in our life. So when I say manifest manifestation, and this might be like kind of mind-blowing and interesting right here. Manifestation is just the art of creation. So when someone says like, what's the craziest thing you've manifested? I know they mean like out of the blue or like my, you know, my home, my Jeep, my this, my that. But in truth, we manifest 
everything because manifestation is just the art of creation. So if someone says, what's the craziest thing you've manifested? You could say, my kids, <laughs> you could say this present moment, you could say my husband or my partner, my best friends, you know, where I am in life, everything had to come together for you to create. So when I say manifestation, I mean creation, I mean materializing, right? But it's when I talk about manifestation in regards to this, and when I'm like manifest your dream life and manifest this, it's like going from thought to thing, going from non-physical to physical. That is the process of manifestation. This morning I manifested this cup of coffee. I thought, mmm, coffee. And then I went out and I created it and I boiled the water and I, you know, crunched the beans or whatever, pressed the press, poured it, of course made another press because I drink so much coffee. No, but you know, I manifested, I created. So it started with a thought. And that thought attracted actions that led me in the end to a cup of coffee. So that's not really the stuff that we write home about. We're not like, oh my God, today I manifested a cup of coffee, right? Oh, Gina, I'm so grateful this is resonating. Um, so that process is manifestation and the law of attraction is what is, um, what is, is working to create these things, to go from thought to thing, to go from non-physical into physical. That's what we mean when we're saying like, I want to manifest my soulmate. I want to manifest a new car. I want to manifest a house. I want to manifest a new computer, money to take activated, <laughs> whatever it is. We want to bring it from thought or desire into reality, right? And so that's kind of the materializing process. So the law of attraction is always working. And like, no matter what, when you're sleeping, when you're up, when you're grumpy, when you're happy, when you're sipping coffee, when you're enjoying the moment, when you're reacting, when you're triggered, when you're sad, when you're glad, all the things, the law of attraction is always working. So the key to manifestation <coughs> is to recognize that and start to get really honest about what you are putting out. So to go a little bit back to law of attraction, law of attraction means like attracts like, or what we focus on expands. And this is like, half of it is universal and magic, but it's actually very practical. And they've studied this with psychology. They don't call it the law of attraction, but what you focus on to any of you psychologists, I know Gina, you went through school. Emily, I think is here. Drink the coffee. Oh yeah. Hmm. You're amazing, Amy. Brownie points. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you guys. Oh, it's so amazing. You guys have my back. See, I used to feel alone in life, but now I've created a community. So thank you. When we are wanting to manifest something, law of attraction, like attracts like, thank you. <laughs> um, so what we focus on expands. And as I was saying, this has been proven where when our brain is focused on something that ends up being all we see. So an example I like to use is if you've ever been in this position, or maybe you know somebody that has, that they just think that all men are dogs, right? Or all women are promiscuous or something. I used to have a belief around women being like dramatic or catty, and I would push away women friends because that's what I believed. I believed that no woman is ever actually going to have my back. They're going to stab me in the back. This was when I was younger, but I grew up with unhealthy, I'll say women examples. And I attracted friends like that into my life that kept showing me that I was, that I was 
true or I was, I was right. So what you believe you will constantly see proof of in your experience. And this is a brain thing, but it also works out and I'll get into the magic aspect of it or the cosmos, the energy aspect of it. But if you believe that all men are dogs, when you meet someone, a man, say you're like looking to date or something, you're going to be like, I don't know. And you're going to pick up on things that you think are like, I don't know if he's honest. Do you see the way that he did shifty eyes when I asked him about his previous relationships? But maybe he was cheated on. Maybe he just got out of an awful breakup. And when you asked him about a previous relationship, he kind of went like, ah, I don't really want to talk about it. And then you perceive that it's because he was probably unfaithful or because, you know, he's trying to hide something from you or he's dishonest. So this is the way our brain works. When we believe something, it constantly needs to see evidence of it in our experience because our brain's number one motivation is to survive and is to be right. So If I believe something and my brain doesn't see proof of it, it goes like, oh, unsafe, like, but this belief and it doesn't coincide. So it will do everything it can to see the proof of it in your everyday experience. So this is where, when we believe that we're not good with money, when we believe we're poor or money is hard to make, when we believe there's no good people out there to be partners, when we believe we are alone, that's one that I have struggled with and I've been doing really deep healing around. It actually spawned activated because I reached new levels of healing, therefore new levels of manifestation um, through the process that I'm going to take you through about activated healing reprogramming. But anyways, um, I always suffered with feeling alone. So guess what? Everywhere I went in life, I always felt alone. It felt like people let me down. It felt like people were saying passive aggressive things and they didn't actually have my back and you know, F it, I'm alone in this. And it happened so much that I started to become, well, there was a long time of like, what's blocking me. And then I realized if I feel alone in life, I'm pushing the universe away, feeling alone from the universe. And that's a whole other thing. But your, what you believe to be true, your brain will constantly see examples of to make you right so that you're safe, right? Okay. We're safe. We have this belief it's right. It's going to keep you protected from it. So one, one quick example, I just want to say is, um, a little while ago when we were more in quarantine, my daughter had a dance recital and we weren't allowed to go to the theater because nobody was in the theater, but it was recorded. And then we all got to watch it live stream. So we all watched this ballet recital Hello everybody. Hello, Carly. Um, we watched this ballet recital and it was my husband and his parents and my kids. And I think my husband's sister was there and we're all watching and it was at night and we were watching and my littlest son was getting more and more tired, more and more cranky. And we kind of went, okay, let's just pause the live stream because we could pause the live stream. I don't know how that works, but anyways, let's pause it. I'm going to go put Koa down. They were going to get out food. We're going to have like an appy dinner. This does apply to what I'm talking about. I'm not just telling you about random things in my life. So I went to go put down my son and it took a little bit because he just took a little bit to be put down, you know, kids. Um, and when I came back down, the food had been made and put out and almost entirely eaten. So because I struggle with feeling alone and the slash to feeling alone is also nobody gives a shit. This is just, I'm being real honest. These are my limiting beliefs that I am healing and working through. So nobody gives a shit. I'm alone in this world. F everybody is like where I go if I get burned. So I saw this and immediately I was like, fuck, like what? 
Like, thanks a lot. Like, see, nobody gives a shit. And that's exactly where my brain went. The first thing it went to is like, nobody cares about you. Everybody made food, ate the food, and there's barely anything left for you. And I was only gone like 25 minutes. Like, what the heck? So instantly I started going inside and I started getting like, like, fuck this. <laughs> really? <laughs> How dare you guys? What the heck? Like, I just felt awful. And I instantly was triggered into, see, you're alone in this world. So I sat down and they were like, I don't know, getting drinks or something. And then we all started settling and Phil's like, oh, my husband's like, oh, you're back. I put a whole plate aside for you of all your favorite things. So there's a whole plate staying warm in the oven or whatever. And I just had this moment of like, yeah, that's exactly how this works. And so I saw the food. He put more, all my favorite things, more on the plate than I could eat. Probably why most of the plates were empty is because he actually put a huge portion aside for me, more than enough, all my favorite things. It was everything I would have put on my plate. And he kept it aside for me so that I could have food. But right away, my brain goes, F everybody, you're alone in this, nobody cares, even your loving husband, who's my soulmate and my best friend. That's where I went. And I really saw in that moment that what we are programmed to believe, we will constantly see in our experience. And in this case, I wasn't even alone. In fact, he had my back. He was taking care of me, but I couldn't see it. So we make up a lot of things and I teach about, I will be teaching about an activated, but I've t taught about it in other programs about, yes, he is amazing. Um, about how we are meaning making machines. And so I can't go too far into that because we have a lot to cover today, but we make meaning to things constantly and it's all based on our beliefs. So how this comes back into law of attraction is what you are putting out, what you are believing to be true is all you're ever going to see. Because even when Phil showed me the plate of food, I had to actually de-escalate my emotions because I was so inside, like it spun and it triggered issues with my mom and it triggered how I'm always like, you know, nobody cares and all this stuff. I actually had to calm my nervous system down and realize that what I was believing was not even true. I am so not alone actually. I've created amazing people in my life. I'm not alone. So it was just this moment of realizing that. And that's the example of how, what you believe is what all you're ever going to see. If you believe everyone's out to get you, if you believe that, you know, money is so easy to spend and hard to make, if you believe that all men are dogs or all women are catty or a, a thousand other things. Right. And we have all these ingrained beliefs, like I can't heal my body. And we're going to get to this in a moment about identity. And this is going to be really powerful for you guys, but like, I'm not good with money. I'm not a morning person. All of these things that we believe, we will continuously see evidence of that because it's your brain making you right. So it's making you safe. So with the law of attraction, what we have to start noticing is what I am putting out is all I'm ever going to receive in my brain. But now we get into the energetic part. And this is the part where actual particles like attracts like. I like to use the example of if there's rain, like rolling down a tin roof or something, two streams of water might start, but if you watch them, they will come together to form a bigger drop by the bottom, right? Things attract each other that are of like nature. And this 
also happens with people. They say, right, successful people say that you are the average of the seven people that you most hang around with. Think of it, right? Misery likes company. Birds of a feather flock together. There's all these sayings, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, to basically say law of attraction is what's controlling this shit, right? So we need to now to start to take responsibility for who we are being, what we are believing, and what we are putting out in the world. So of course, how this comes into blocks is the only thing blocking you is you, which is first of all, amazing news. And I said at the very top of this to anyone that's new, that's joining, some of these things may be triggering. I recommend you just come with an open heart because I'm here to be your mentor. I'm here to help you. I'm here to move the needle forward in your life. And sometimes we need that realization that first of all, nothing in life is against you. Nothing is broken or wrong. You are the only one that blocks your own success. And again, that's like the most triggering and also the most freeing thing that you can learn. And with the law of attraction, everything that you're putting out will be brought back to you. But also there's this beautiful thing called momentum, right? And same with, you know, the, the beads of water rolling down the roof, a car put in neutral at the top of a hill. Momentum is an aspect of physics and it also works with thoughts. So I want you to think about those days where one thing goes wrong and then another thing goes wrong. And then pretty soon you're like, this is the worst fricking day. That is momentum. Also, if you're feeling good, if you're say outside in the sunshine or in nature, and you're really soaking up those beautiful feelings of gratitude that creates momentum as well. And pretty soon you can be overcome with emotion of how grateful you are for your life and the people around you and the trees. And you're not tripping on mushrooms. You're just using momentum to feel really good. Maybe you are tripping on mushrooms and that's why you feel so good. But you know what I mean, right? Momentum is a law as well in the universe. And it's something that is real. It's something that is proven. It's something that is tangible, but I want you to realize that momentum works in your mind and momentum works with what you are putting out. So if you are constantly saying, I'm not good with money or money is hard to make, or money is the root of all evil, which is one of my favorite slash least favorite beliefs about money ever. Money's all why are you putting your shit on me? <laughs> Money is not the root of all evil. Money makes you more of what you already are. So if you're already weird and stingy and, you know, cruel, you're going to be more of it with money. If you're a good hearted person that loves to give back and loves to spend it on amazing things that makes you feel amazing, you'll just be able to do more of that. But that's a side note about money. Um, so what energy are you putting out? Because it is going out there. It is gaining momentum and the results. I want you to really hear me here. The results that you see in your life is the indicator of what you're putting out. If someone comes to me and they say, I'm putting out nothing but high vibes, yet I'm constantly going to struggle with this. And I keep attracting, you know, unhealthy relationships and I hate my body and I can't get ahead with money. I'll be like, you're not putting out what you say you're putting out. And again, that's not to be mean. That's like love. Let's see where we can, you know, um, heal. I call them power leaks where we're leaking our power. We're putting a lot of focus on things that are actually holding us back. So the very first place that I needed to start today is the law of attraction and the law of attraction is working 24 seven and the law of attraction does not, you guys probably know this, but some people with the 101, or if you've just seen the secret and that's it, the law of attraction is not responding to what you say. 
It's responding to who you are. Like just let that fucking sink in. The law of attraction is not just responding to what you say. It's responding to who you are being. So that's why I laugh when it's like, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Are you being a millionaire? Right? Cause you go, I'm a millionaire and your brain goes, no, you're not. I'm a millionaire. No, you're not. I'm a millionaire. You have $17 in your account. I'm a millionaire. You have $20,000 of debt. That's the back and forth. And we actually end up creating more momentum in the direction we don't want because our brain's going like, you're not a millionaire. And so how often have you been like, I'm abundant. I love my body. You know, everything is working out for me yet you feel like you don't like your body or you're mad at your body and nothing's working out, right? So the law of attraction is working all the time and it's not responding to what you say. So actually permission to drop any mantras that don't actually feel true to you. I have a very like interesting relationship with mantras. The right time, a mantra will change your life. But when you're trying to convince yourself of something different, it actually lights the wrong end of the match. So Law of attraction is always working. I have to move on because there's so much content today. I could talk about this forever because this is my jam. This is my zone decoding the way that this universe works so that we can create the life that we want, right? Yes. And that good momentum does feel so amazing, Marcy, when you're just so overcome with gratitude and love and that's what fills you up. So the first few questions to ask yourself is who am I being? I would write these down because these are lifelong questions. Like I ask myself these questions every single day. I don't just go like, oh, I'm good. I've mastered this. It's, it's an ongoing thing. So who am I being? What energy am I putting out? And I said this in one of the podcast episodes, if you were to measure every five minutes from one to 10, how vibey your energy was, right? Like how high vibe or optimistic or joyful or in love or how fearful or pessimistic or worried or negative or, you know, shame-y you're feeling. If every five minutes for an entire day, someone was to be like, one to 10, how are you feeling? Uh, five. Okay. Five minutes later, one to 10, how are you feeling? Uh, four, because you're asking me and that's annoying. <laughs> okay. One to 10, how are you feeling? Uh, six. And you did that all day. The average at the end of the day is what you're putting out. That's what you're going to attract more of. You're going to attract more fives in your life, more fours, more things to feel three about, right? But when we make an effort to feel better, as we talked about yesterday, then you start attracting more things to feel better about. And that's the thing, right? If you feel good, you attract more things to feel good about. I really like to back up away from like a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, because that does often create more resistance. But if you feel abundant, if you're grateful for what you have, if you look at nature as an abundant source that you are part of, if you realize that you are source and abundance is everywhere and is expandable and you get on that side of the fence, you will attract the thousand dollars and more all the time. So you don't have to like feel skinny to attract skinny or feel like you have a soulmate to attract a soulmate. You need to embody those feelings that feel good, joy, excitement, creativity, relief, right? Anything. Do a dance party, talk to a friend, watch a funny show. That shit will shift your vibration for you to attract more things. So the law of attraction is working all the time. So what energy am I putting out? Who am I being? And what energy comes into a room with me? 
I want you to like really think about that one. So now we're going to get to some of the most common blocks. I just realized I have clients later and I'm just aware of the time, but that's okay. Um, so block number one, your now stops you and limits you. So we're getting straight into what is causing resistance in your life. Thank you. Back in the day, it was drink, drink, drink. Now it's like, Talia, sip your coffee. It's about to get cold. Your coconut oil is going to harden. <laughs> Things have changed. The other night, me and my husband, we have this turmeric tea every night and it's so good. And the other night I was like, do you want to get wild and have a second turmeric tea? He's like, oh my God, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So block number one is your now limits you. And this is something that I want you to continuously visit. All of these things are like lifelong truths that will help you now and will help you forever. So what I mean by that is we react to our physical circumstances and that keeps us in a reaction loop. So what I mean by that is if I'm trying to attract abundance and I keep looking at my bank account or looking at my, you know, debt and going like, oh, but I owe $10,000 or, oh man, like I'm abundant yet I have $27 in my account. And I'm always reacting to what is that what is energy sparks something about like, I'm not there yet. I'm not good enough. I'm not successful. I'm should be farther along by now. Have we all thought these in any given day? That's us reacting to what is same with like, if you're doing, you know, you're trying to lose weight or heal your body or, you know, get your body in health, the healthiest condition and you're out for a walk and you feel good and you're drinking water and then you get on the scale and the scale says something that you don't like because it's all up here, right? I know personally, there's a reason I haven't weighed myself in almost nine years is because the scale never says something that I want to see. Yet when I feel into my body, I'm like, I feel good today. But then you get on the scale and you react to it. We do this every single day. We react to what is. So there's a fine balance. And I teach this over time with people because it is something that we fine tune where we don't ignore our finances. I don't say, don't look at your bank account. In fact, we should be able to like own our money story and sink into it and be okay with it. But we can't continue to react to what is. If you're trying to feel abundant, you have to stop reacting to the debt. You have to find a way to make it feel better, to be grateful that somebody loaned you that money, the credit card company, or realize that all I did was to choose to pay something off over time. Like you got to flip the perspective instead of constantly reacting to what is. So the very first block that I see is we're always reacting to what is. And I want you to ask yourself, where am I reacting constantly to what is? And I noticed this in, um, mediumship sessions and intuitive sessions. And I've started saying to people, like we chat for a bunch at the beginning, and then we go into the session. And I say, after the session, unless you have any really pressing questions, we're going to just go because I started noticing people would, we'd go into this mediumship session. They'd get the most incredible advice and guidance from their spirit guides. And then as soon as we came out, they'd start launching into their old story again. And because I read energy, I could see this like expansive magnetic energy energy after the spirit guides and the, you know, meditation and all this stuff and this expansive guidance. And then they come back down into their reality and they start focusing again on the debt and again on the problems. 
that will only keep us stuck. So one of the biggest things I see is that you're always reacting to now. It's hard to access those feelings of abundance when you're always looking at your bank account or always looking at what you don't have or looking at how much more you want, right? So just start to get really honest with yourself. Where are you reacting to what is? Because here's the thing, when you're reacting to what is, you're not acting from possibility. You're either acting from possibility or you're reacting to what is, and you can't have both. And the law of attraction is going to always bring you more of who you're being. So if you're trying to do abundance mantras, yet constantly stressed about money, we got to flip that up. That is where we need some deep healing. We need some reprogramming. We need to do the work because you're just reacting to what is. Yes. Thank you, Sandra. I'm glad that that makes sense. So it's something that Again, we don't react, we don't ignore our bank account, but we have to find a way to feel abundant. Remember yesterday, even when we're in debt or even when we're not making as much money as we want. I, one of the biggest things I've done for my business and one of the biggest shifts I've made lately, in addition to the healing, which allowed me to do this is I'm constantly like, I am freaking successful. Like this business is obviously working. I've got, you know, a thousand people listening to the podcast every week. We've got people reaching out and I've got this and I've got that. And you know, I'm always attracting more people and more opportunity and more podcast interviews and more abundance and clients. It's always happening. And that has shifted my energy. And I want to tell you that it wasn't that my circumstances shifted first. It was my energy shifted first. I energetically shifted into possibility of obviously this is going to happen. Obviously I'm meant to help people all over the world. Obviously there's people that need my gifts and they're always going to keep coming because this shit's gold. And the people that are meant for me are meant for me. Whereas I used to be like, Where's my next client going to come from? How am I going to meet my income goals? That was so suffocating. How am I going to meet my income goals? Now I'm like, how can I fricking impact the world? And I know that the abundance will follow. That is a powerful place. I'm not reacting to my bank account and what it is or what it isn't. If I have a month where there's less money coming in because I'm not launching or whatever it is, I'm not reacting to that anymore. I'm impossibility of, I know this shit just gets to keep getting better and I'm no longer reacting to the money or to the lack of, right? So this is a big difference. And we like to say like, what came first? Was it the, was it the circumstance that birthed the reaction or was it the reaction that birthed the circumstance, right? Chicken or the egg. (laughs) And the answer is always, it was your energy or your reaction that created the circumstance. And then yes, that circumstance then created a reaction and that reaction then created the circumstance and we need to break that loop. So the first block is your now limits you. Your what is, right? And it's like, we hear this stuff. It's like, but Talia, it's true. I don't have a lot of money, but Talia, it's true. I've been single for five years. I might be single forever. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about the fact that we all deserve a mate? What about the fact that as you heal more of yourself, you are more available to love? What about the fact that there are so many amazing men and women out there and there is someone for you? What about the fact that as you open up your heart, you magnetically attract more love into your life? What about that? Right? Instead of, well, but I've been single for five years and 27 months, (laughs) right? Okay. I know it's true. 
but how can we get into possibility? So that's the first major block. And I'd love to hear if this resonates with you guys. Give me an emoji. Let me know any thoughts that are coming up about this. And then the second block that I see all the time, including in myself, and I'm sure every one of you, because we are human. So this is actually something I want to say before the second block. This human experience is a dense one. We signed up to be humans, to overcome, to transform, to experience emotion, to this is source experiencing itself through us. So we do feel dense emotions. There are lots of things that have happened to us, rich experiences, good and bad, meaning we've had trauma. We've also, you know, been given a gift or had a surprise party thrown for us. We've been maybe left by friends or partners or been hurt or been wounded. We've also experienced the most beautiful sunsets and amazing tasting food. That's what it is to be human. Oh yes. I'm glad this resonates with you. So All of these things are like, there's no one that's perfect. That's rid of all these things, but these are where we go to heal to materialize more of what you want into your life and less of what you don't want into your life to stop recreating the same patterns of debt or relationships or feelings of anxiety and not being able to trust yourself, self-sabotage. These all come from these blocks, but I just want to say before we go on, like my heart to yours, this is a human journey and you're not expected to be perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. These are things that as a human, we need to know that we're just going to be dealing with, and we're always just going to get better and better and better. And life gets to get better and we get to get more free and we get to heal these parts of us. And it's not always easy, but the rewards are so sweet. And the more we dive in, the more we get to expand, the more we get to materialize what we want. We get to have miracles and blessings come into our experience, but you're not expected to be perfect. And in fact, you can manifest crazy wealth, crazy blessings, amazing opportunities, free things, incredible people, meeting Oprah. You can manifest whatever the fuck you want and you don't have to be perfect and completely healed and no negative thoughts. That's not how this works either. So I just want to give you permission to be a mess and also a Phoenix to be, you know, a mess inside or chaotic or wounded and also be manifesting and also be healing because we, we are both. So that's what I want to say. I just want to not make it sound like I'm like, and you need to do this and you need to do that because the human experience, especially for us, sensitive people, us empaths, us, you know, delicate flowers that are also super powerful. It's a rich experience, right? Trying to figure ourselves out and try to find, you know, how we can just live in freedom and live in purpose and live in abundance. It's, it's a dense journey. And you signed up for one as a seeker, which means, and I've talked about this quite a bit, that your manifestations are going to come through your ability to transform. And some people are kind of like, Birkin bag, Birkin bag. Is it Birkin? I don't know. I'm not fancy. Birkin bag. And they can materialize the bag. You can too, but your manifestations are going to come through your ability to transform and your ability to um, become the person you're meant to become. So moving on. Block number two is your old wounds keep you here. So if you have... (laughs) 
If you have any patterns that are recreated in your life over and over and over, like not being able to get ahead financially, attracting dramatic friends or situations, lack of boundaries, maybe just feeling like you can never heal your body or lose the weight, or you always self-sabotage, you can't trust yourself, whether it's a huge pattern or it's just a little annoying pattern. What is happening is it's your old wounds. And again, we are human. I have wounds aplenty. <laughs> so it's not that we have to completely be healed of our wounds, but really recognizing that the really, the big thing that prevents us from using the quantum field, as we talked about yesterday and really being her are these wounds that keep us small. So we continue to create the same patterns over and over because we have been programmed via trauma in some way or another, right? I think they say, I've been hearing a lot lately about like capital T trauma and lower T trauma. And so not all trauma is, you know, sexual abuse or being um, physically harmed or, you know, having a car accident or a break-in in your house. Those are all traumas. But we also have many traumas from things that went sideways and uncomfortable situations where we weren't heard or we were misunderstood or, you know, um, times when we did something that we regret we have money traumas for any of you that have taken detox your money blocks. And I get into this a little bit in the energy and frequency of money workshop, which is a bonus when you, when you join activated. Um, but we have money traumas as well. Times we've invested in things or lent someone money and they didn't pay us back or the investment went sideways times you bought a bunch of stuff and then we're short on rent and felt guilty. Like we have money traumas. The time you got the credit card and racked it up and are still trying to pay it off. Those things eat away at us. So trauma isn't just the big ones, but it's also the big ones, but it's also the small ones. I was bullied several times. There's been lots of times that I've compounded trauma. Trauma. So our old wounds keep us in the same patterns because we learn something. When I was bullied for the first time in grade four, I learned that I was not good enough. My body was not good enough. It was something to feel shameful about. And I carried that up until three months ago, <laughs> but really it's been an ongoing process of healing that. Why do you think I created an eating disorder? Why do you think my body was one of the biggest things that had me feel insecure and held me back from wanting to go live at the beginning of our business or do photo shoots? Photo shoots still make me feel sick because there's that wounded person inside that still doesn't feel good enough. Although I've moved mountains with that, especially recently, and I feel very free from it. It's been something that's been through my entire life. I'm 37 and it happened when I was in grade four. So our wounds keep us in these patterns. And so this is where the deeper work does need to happen in order to manifest something different from you now into you as a millionaire. There are some wounds you're going to have to move through, but the good news is uh, in my experience, it doesn't have to all be arduous and take 10 years and be really scary. And there's a lot of ways we can process wounds. You know, hopefully, you know, if you do have these types of wounds, you've had, you know, maybe therapy, there's things like EMDR, there's things like EFT tapping, there's obviously coaching and mentorship and the things that I do and what I'm taking you through in activated, because this is the a key part of the program is healing the part of you that is holding yourself back. We're going to be doing inner child and inner teenager healing 
right? So in addition to that, there's also shadow healing. There's lots of different ways that we can heal the parts of us. And the way that I do it and the way that I've been experiencing it has actually felt really good, really freeing. It's not always scary, but these old wounds keep us stuck. So I want you to start just thinking about what, what pattern do I seem to stay stuck in? Right. And that thing about, um, you're so welcome. My love that thing about me being bullied and then having body image issues up until my mid thirties, that was like, okay, so where do I create the same pattern? I'm never satisfied with my body or I have an internal voice being mean about my body, or I've struggled with not being able to lose weight or whatever it is. Right. I could say at different times in my life, I had the eating disorder, all the things I did drugs and drank just to get out of my mind because I was so tortured by the constant dialogue of how not good enough I was. So then we look back and we go, when was one of the first times? I felt this way. And for me, it was really obvious. It was like, well, I was bullied numerous times for being fat, for being overweight. And that first time when I was really young. So that was an obviously an obvious connection for me. But if you have circumstances, like you attract, you know, money situations where you can never get ahead or you're always in debt. When was the first time I remember feeling that? Did you have parents that struggled with money? Was money a big focus in the household? Did they teach you money was the root of all evil, or you saw them always scraping by, or some people with money, they saw their parents arguing about money, or they just knew being a perceptive kid that money caused stress. So they learned that like, I actually don't want money because more money, right? More money, more problems or money's going to make people want things from me. One of my money beliefs that I used to carry is that I realized one day, it was years ago, but that if I make more money, I have to pay more taxes and I have to be more responsible with my money. And I didn't think I was very responsible with money. I had these beliefs from traumas, times I racked up credit cards and all the things you do in your twenties or whatever. And I realized that like, oh, and then I went to work on that. Well, how can I be more responsible with my finances so that I'm not causing this resistance and started doing like money stuff on Thursdays and had an accountant that I send all my stuff off to. And I just went to work fixing or healing that belief that I am bad with money. So without getting too much into all my dirty laundry, um, what do you keep recreating over and over again? And what does that remind you of in your childhood? What does that remind you of before the age of 20? When did you experience this for the first time? And then what we can do is, I mean, it's weird because I'm just live with a bunch of you guys and you're going to have all different variances of traumas and situations. Some are more light, some are very deep and, and painful. But what we can do right now in this moment, if you are remembering something painful is go to that, you know, that child And we're going to go deep in the program about this, but go to that child and see her, the one that had experience, keep a little bit back because I'm not in a therapy session with you. I'm not a therapist. I'm not certified to take a group of you through all of your trauma. I don't want to open something up and leave you in a weird place. So from a distance, just see that younger kid that was bullied or something happened and give her some love. Just send her from where you are now, send her some healing love. It's not your fault. You are doing the best you can. It's okay. I love you and welcome her into your life. This is the tippy top beginning of inner child healing. And then in the program, I'm also going to go through inner teenager healing because I don't know about you, but 
I experienced a lot as a teenager, a lot of trauma again with my body and not feeling good enough and all the things. So that is block number two is it's our old wounds that are actually keeping us where we are. So don't get too hard on yourself that you're doing all this stuff. And Oh, if only I could be better with money now. And why don't I exercise? I always self-sabotage like it's you now with a problem, but it stems back, right? The flower that's on the surface has roots underneath that are actually the system and the structure of how it gets nutrients and how it survives. So the way that you're acting is more about your roots than about you right now. So don't be so hard on this beautiful version of you in the current day that is actually doing a really good job, really willing to show up for herself. Like you're here, you're obviously willing to show up for yourself. I know that you're into personal development and spiritual development and wanting to heal these things. So don't be so hard on your now version of you. Don't be so hard on you at all, but don't continuously think it's just a problem with working out or it's just a problem with willpower. I want that to hit some of you guys. It is not a problem of willpower. It's old wounds and they can actually be loved and healed and moved through with minimal discomfort and you know, beautiful feelings of relief and of healing because healing is coming back to the wholeness. Healing is remembering that you are already whole, that you are, are all <laughs> are already enough. You have everything within you to manifest the life of freedom, abundance, and purpose that you're wanting. It's just that old patterns, you've been told you weren't good enough. You were told that your needs didn't matter. You couldn't speak up. Maybe you were scared in your home or you were, um, you know, bullied like me or something like that. It's just things that you took on that were actually the result of other people's shit. Because if some kid is going to walk around being really mean to other kids, what are they seeing at home? What are they experiencing in their life? What lack of control are they feeling that they have to take it out on other people, right? So, I mean, that's a whole other thing that the, what was done to you was actually more an indication of someone else's fucked upness than it was about you. It's just that you carried it forward because that's what we do. We get wounded. And again, our brain, this is where we really need to get into that healing and then the reprogramming because our brain will prevent us from experiencing it ever, ever again. So before I move on, I just want you to feel that. So if you were in a relationship and you love them and you were cheated on, your brain goes like, holy shit, I was hurt. This can never happen again. So it'll use everything it can to keep you protected from being in another relationship, from trusting someone, from intimacy, from saying, I love you, from getting married, from giving your all, from trusting life, from trusting people, because your brain's like, if we trust, it could happen again. And that's, again, we're reacting to what is, we're reacting to our old wounds and it will do everything it can to protect you from being in love again, from trusting someone, from letting someone in, right? I learned when I was young that I'm alone in this, you know, from different circumstances that I grew up in, I learned that I was on my own, that I really couldn't trust people. And so that even comes in today, even as I have an amazing husband who sets food aside for me, for any of you tuning in now, that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you heard the story, um, a few moments ago, he put food aside for me, but I just registered it as nobody cares about me. So anyway, old wounds. Thank you so much, Marcy. I love you too. You're amazing. So, and then now block number three, I'm going to get into the three blocks. Then we're going to talk a little bit about alchemizing them. And then I got to go. Cause I do have a client call shortly. Um, so the third block is 
this is so good, you guys. And this is like, might even just blow your mind, um, all on its own because my full intention is to always blow your mind. (laughs) Um, so the third block is your identity keeps you in the same place. Your identity. Your personal identity creates your personal reality. You are an unlimited being of source. You have unlimited potential. The inspiration, the trust, the love, the resourcefulness, the healing, the magnetic qualities that you need to attract the life that you want is already within you but we have created an identity because as humans, we are encouraged to do this, right? From the time we're born, we're like, your name is Marcy and my name is Talia. Your name is Lindsay. Your name is Jean. Your name is Gina. I am Talia. I'm left-handed. What are you? Oh, I'm right-handed. Oh, I'm Canadian. What are you? Oh, I'm American. I'm this age. I'm that age. From the time we are young, We are creating an identity for ourselves. And this is where we say, I'm not a morning person. I'm not good with money. I always do that. I can't handle these situations. Oh, I don't like dogs. I'm more of a cat person. So yes, we all have preferences and that's cool. But we've created an identity around ourselves that limits us. I am not a morning person. Well, Good luck trying to ever get up and meditate in the morning, right? Because they'll hear that. I'm not a morning person, but I wish I was and I wish I could. Okay. Can we powerfully choose that mornings are maybe not the time to meditate instead of just, I am a morning, I'm not a morning person. I'm not this. I'm not that. Basically, you create your identity and your personal identity creates your personal reality. There is nothing set in stone that says you are this or you are that. People will be, you know, maybe a hundred pounds overweight and they'll say, I have no willpower. I just can't stop eating sugar or, you know, at night I just have to snack. And then something happens, maybe a health concern. Maybe one day they just get the right amount of wake up call. They look at their kids and realize that they need to lose weight to be around. Maybe they watch a show. Maybe they get a coach. Maybe they something. And all of a sudden they're like, I've been getting up at 6 AM. I've been eating more salads. I didn't even know I liked quinoa. I've, you know, 30 pounds has dropped off of me in just a few weeks because what you changed your identity. You no longer stayed in. I am overweight. People like us can't lose weight. Losing weight is hard for me. I don't like exercise. When I hear people say, I don't like exercise. I don't like water. I don't like eating healthy. We got to watch what you're saying. And this is the, one of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself. What do I tend to say after I am, or I am always, what do you say? Like share with me, what are some of the things you say after, Oh, I am always late. I'm always alone. I am always figuring it out. I am always powerful. Even when I'm not, (laughs) I am always moving forward. I can learn to love mornings if I needed to, and you don't have to, but watch. Yes. Lindsay, so powerful. Watch what you are saying about yourself when, and, and you'll notice it all the time. Now that we've activated this thought, you will notice I am not good with money. I am strong. I love that. So it can work in both ways, right? I'm always struggling totally. 
I always said, I always struggle with my body. I always struggle with my body. Well, yeah. (laughs) And I don't mean that actually laughing because this is your life. This is my life, but your guides and angels, you guys, I'm going to read the rest. I'm always tired. Yes. I'm always on the verge of failure. Oh my goodness, Gina. And I know you, and I know that look at that. Look at the patterns that come up in your life, even though you are outrageously strong and powerful and gifted and inspired and doing all the things, such a good mom, such a good artist, such a good mentor, such a good wife, such a good friend. Yet you feel like you're always on the verge of failure. So when we say these things to ourselves, that is what gets created over and over. And as I was just going to say, your guides and your angels, there's this energy I get often where they are powerless to you, meaning you are in the driver's seat with all of your spirit guides, ancestors, the universe in general, you are in the driver's seat and they can just come along and support you in what you believe, right? So when you say, I am awful with money, they literally, I see the image of like, fine, your wish is my command. They are constantly sitting there going, your wish is my command right? They are. (laughs) I'm not even asking. I'm telling. They are always saying your wish is my command. So when you say like, Oh, I'll probably be late. I'm always late. They're like, fuck man, we're trying to get you out of this hole, but you keep affirming what you are, which is something you don't even want. Unless you're saying like, um, like, you know, you guys were sharing, I'm strong. I am motivated all those things. Unless you're constantly saying that to yourself, you're constantly creating an identity of someone that just stays stuck. And that's what I do too, right? I'm just really aware of it. And I know some of you are too, and now you will be more aware of it. I am what I am fucking amazing. I am unique. Even when I am a mess, I am also moving forward. Even when I'm struggling, I'm also attracting abundance. I am resourceful. I have always figured it out. I am the fucking Phoenix. Even when I'm crying, even when I can't see my way out, even when I feel anxious and overwhelmed, I am still moving forward in my life. This is what moving forward actually looks like. I'm getting like massive goosebumps. So we need to start shifting our identity. And that's like so much of this program and activated. And what I'm going to be moving more into is about, we need to change you in an identity level, not because there's anything wrong with you, but because you've believed the same thing about yourself, some bullshit thing you were fed or you fed to yourself, or you deduced by looking at the media and this and that, and your mom's comments and whatever else, right? You're a sensitive being, you take it in, you make meaning and you've created this identity for yourself and they They cannot help you out of that. If you always say I'm a bad driver or I am always going to be in debt, I hear people say like, I'll never lose the weight or some things you generalize about life. Like after 40, it's all downhill, right? It's like, really? Does it have to be? A lot of people become millionaires in their forties, or finally the kids are old and they get some older and they get some freedom or they get to travel the world or they finally have, you know, more wealth that they can buy the car they want. Like, why would it be all downhill after 40? Watch the things you're saying to yourself. Watch the things you're saying about yourself. Really notice what you say. I am what, or I am always what. 
because reprogramming your identity will change who you are becoming. And it does take reprogramming. So it does take a little bit of practice, but we inch you forward. And I've created this beautiful process to not just go from like, oh, I'm always in debt into I'm always a millionaire. Cause like I said, that can light the wrong end of the stick. But those things I was saying, I am figuring it out. That is one of my favorite things to say. I might not know how to do it right now, but I am figuring it out right? I will listen to podcasts. I will read books. I will hire the people because I am figuring it out. This is me figuring it out. So your identity, who you think you are is not who you actually are. You are more source than you are matter. You are more space than you are physical. You are not those things. And if you chose to like mornings, or if you all of a sudden decided that you were going to lose a hundred pounds, you could move mountains to do that. What happens when someone goes from an addict to sober? You know, what happens? There's a beautiful soul that was on my podcast near the beginning, Andrea, it's called Sober AF is the episode. And she struggled even having a kid and all this stuff with alcohol constantly until one day it was something that happened that she saw who she was being and she just fucking went sober. And now it's been like almost three years and she's completely changed her life and leaned into fitness and is not the party girl anymore. But she was telling me, I am a party girl. I'm the party girl. I'm an addict. I always need to cope. Drugs are my thing. I used to say that drugs are my thing. I I used to say all the time, I have an addictive personality. It would be always had to have lip stuff on me. And I had all these little superstitions and I was always taking pills and doing drugs and drinking in secret and smoking pot, like all these things in a very addictive way. And one day I was like, why the fuck am I telling myself that I am not innately an addict? That is an identity that I created for myself. So you are not any one of those things. You are actually an unlimited being of source. It's a choose your own adventure type situation where you get to choose who you are. So are you powerful? Are you moving forward? Are you making big moves in your life? Even when you kind of don't know what the fuck's going on, you don't really totally know what to do. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe the healing that is coming and the reprogramming that is coming and the opening up that is coming is leading you to exactly what you've been asking for. So stop saying you're weak. Stop saying you don't have willpower. Stop saying that you're unmotivated, that you can't do it, that you have to always give in. And this doesn't come from being strong, being motivated. It actually comes from reframing your identity. And one powerful way you can do that is to realize that you can choose. So you might not choose to be a morning person, but it's not that I am not a morning person. It's just, I choose to work out at 2 PM or I choose to stay up later to meditate rather than get up early. You know, I have young kids getting up early doesn't really work. So I powerfully choose to meditate after a shower or when the kids go to bed, powerfully choose versus I am anything you say after I am, this is actually in the Bible. There's the, I am discourses. It's talked about over and over in spirituality in different religions. I am. And then what you say after that is affirming to source. In the Bible, it says like, be still and know that I am God. And they talk about the name is I am. I am what I am. I am that I am. And that's, you know, farther down that path, but it is so powerful. So what are you? 
What are you? And make it positive. Like I am figuring it out. I am abundant by nature. I am worthy. So this is where we get into this reprogramming. So what is blocking you? First of all, the law of attraction is working all the time. So it's probably something that you are putting out just as a recap. And let me know here if you have any questions. I got to go in a minute. The law of attraction is working 24 seven. It's how this experience works. So first and foremost, foremost, what am I putting out? Who am I being? If you say you want abundance, but you're constantly stressed about money, or you're constantly talking to people about money, talking to people about how strapped you are. When I've been building this business in the beginning, when it was hard and people were like, how's business? I'd be like, it's great. I finally get to do what I love. But inside I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to pay rent. And like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to friggin' build a funnel. I don't know how to do whatever, but on the outside, I'm not lying. And I could talk to my close people if I was struggling, but I wasn't focusing on that. And I hear so many people like always focusing on the negative. So the law of attraction is working 24 seven, whether you like it or not, whether you realize it or not to everybody all the time. So be aware of what you're putting out. Block number one was that your now limits you reacting to what is reacting to the fact that you don't have enough. The fact that your body looks like this. If you keep reacting, you will keep creating that. And that's, that's it because the law of attraction and your guides and angels are going like, there's unlimited possibility. Why are you only reacting to the same shit you've always created? Like you're literally reacting to right here when all this is available to you. Like what's up with that, right? Humans, we do that. So your now limits you. Block number two is your old wounds are keeping you here. Any reoccurring pattern is an old wound. Anything you don't like in your life that you keep creating is an old wound. And until we start recognizing that and are able to pinpoint what exactly is going on and then offer love and do healing. As I mentioned, there's a lot of different ways we can do it inactivated. We're going to do inner child, inner teenager, and shadow. That's my style. I feel like it's so effective and so relieving and healing but there's lots of ways to do that. Block number two. Yeah. Your old wounds keep you here. And block number three is your identity keeps you in the same place. And I want you guys to think about that. What is your identity? Do you always go like 80% and not go because you're someone that I can never finish stuff or I don't follow through or I am alone in this, right? So you keep not hiring the mentor or you keep pushing away your friends because I'm alone. That's part of my identity. Is like, I'm a lone wolf, right? Or it's masked as I'm independent, <laughs> right? Weirdly independent, you pushing everybody away. So what are you and who do you want to be? What is the identity of the version of you that is fucking rocking this shit? Okay. I hope that this has given you something to think about, something to realize different pockets of life to go. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. And if you want my help taking you further activated is open. If you are on the wait list, 
You've already got an email in your inbox. If you're not on the wait list, stay tuned for an email later today. I would love to support you in this six week journey. If you have any questions, reach out. I am there and I can't wait to see you for day three on Thursday, 9am again. We are talking about the trajectory of success, how to make sure you're headed in the right direction, how to keep checking in to know that you are manifesting what it is that you want that you are creating this better life for yourself. I call it the trajectory of success and I am super excited about it. It's going to be another gem packed live. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. Everybody that has been participating, you are getting extra points. You are getting entered in that second draw to win, um, uh, two people will get abundance readings channeled from your spirit guides. Two people will get a meditation and activation pack, um, of a whole bunch of different meditations that will powerfully move the needle forward. So keep showing up, keep interacting. Thank you guys so much. You are so welcome. I'm so honored to be here on the journey. Really take this stuff in, really allow it to move the needle forward in your life. And if you feel called deep down in your soul, I'd love to see you inactivated. So I'll see you Thursday and have a fantastic day. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the show. I truly hope that it served you and it means so much to know that there's seekers out there like you on the path, really willing to give it your all and go all in. And if you do find value in this show, I would be so honored if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really actually makes a huge difference to the success of the show. And I just love seeing your words and being supported. So thank you so much. The link for that is in the show notes and also down there, you'll find some links for some free gifts. 